gravestones, a dry stone wall built across the ruined church's doorway, chunks of medieval white sandstone, a 50p from the 60s and a piece of ironwork that could have come from a coffin are just some of the latest discoveries made by archaeologists at historic Kilbride. I'm Cathy Griffiths and I caught up with archaeologist Dr Claire Ellis who recently spent two days on the site in Lerags Glen just a few miles out of Oban after Historic Environment Scotland gave permission for more of the church's past to be uncovered. I also met up with Seymour Adams, chairman of Friends of Historic Kilbride who's looking forward to the return of visitors and fundraising to help keep up the massive conservation and restoration scheme that's well and truly underway. So Claire, this is day two, yes, is that right? <laughs> so what happened on day one? Well, day one um, basically came, there was a big pile of rubble against the west gable. So this is the west gable of the um, church. And basically we took that rubble away um, with a view to exposing that whole, you can see there's a doorway there. We want to expose the whole doorway so that Colin can come along the stonemason and the idea is um, the lintel, you can't really see it now, it's behind the scaffolding, but the lintel's collapsing, it's really dangerous and you can't walk through that doorway and liable to lose the whole wall. So right. he needs to consolidate it, but to do that we needed to uh, make sure there was nothing of archaeological sensitivity underneath and also um, go down to right to the bottom of the doorway so he can consolidate the whole thing. Um, so where I can see the start of the doorway, so how many feet up from, you've had to dig out, haven't you, before yeah, you were you able to... Yeah, you can see, if you move a bit closer, you can see we've only gone down about 30, 40 centimetres actually from this surface, you know, the, the, what, the ground surface as it now is. And you can see in there the cobble, so that's the original ground surface or the original cobble surface of the, of the church. So you can see the nice cobbles. And then you've got the doorway. Now originally that doorway, I don't think it, it originally, there was a doorway there when the first the church was first built. I think it was probably a window. If you look at the top, you can see that it tapers, the, the stonework tapers. Um, so it would be tapering um, inward really well. So you're allowing more light to come into the, into the, um, the church. So I think it was originally a window. Then at some point they've decided to change it into a door. So they've put in a door. And if we go around the other side, you'll be able to see there's a, they've, they've actually cut down into the wall slightly and then they've built um, basically the threshold um, they've rebuilt that to put the door in and they, they've then put the door in and, and used part of the window as part of the door and then later on you can see that somebody's come along and probably somebody was maybe using this to keep stock in or for some reason they wanted to block up the doorway and they've then later blocked up the doorway again so you can see the surviving four or five courses at the bottom there is when the door's then been blocked up. So you've got at least three phases of activity just within this one wow. doorway. Um, there's a bit of debate whether it was actually just that was blocked up to keep stock out or to keep stock in. Because it was used for um, grazing, wasn't it, at some point? This... I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what we're, we're beginning to think. Uh, when, when the church was decommissioned in, what, 1864? Mm. Um, it was probably then, and it was sort of prettified into a ruin. That's when they they put this, you know, this sort of concrete, concrete line capping on border the top. over the top. Yeah. The Victorians sort of turned it into something that looked like a look, intended to look like a folly. And then we think maybe some shepherd was keeping livestock actually within this as a as a sort of pen. Right. Yeah. So I think that's possibly when it got blocked up to stop them scooting off. 
and escaping. So yeah, so it's got a nice, you know, I mean, I mean, the, not an incredibly old building as it is, but it's got a lot, lots of phases and activity even within its short lifespan. So that's what we're doing this side, and basically we've done the same the other side, um, and the story's even more clear the other side. And then we've also exposed, look like um, grave slabs, but they're not in situ, they've been reused. It happens all the time in grave... Recycled. Recycled yeah. grave slabs. Yeah, it happens all the time. So, um, like, for example, I did some work on Lismore a few years ago now, where we lifted all the medieval grave slabs, and none of them were in situ. They had all been reused on other people's graves, and probably been reused four or five, maybe even more times. So I think these ones along there definitely aren't in situ. They've just... I think one of them has probably been reused as a bit of a threshold stone to get into the, right. into the church. So, but again, so we've got those on the other side. So it's quite nice. So yeah, it makes quite a nice little story. Um, so it wasn't actually an archaeological dig as such, but it's just allowing um, Colin to get to the whole door to consolidate it. But as part of that, you know, we've done a bit of interpretation and recording as we've gone on. So have you found anything else while you've been you down mean, there? Yeah, we've got. Um, <laughs> We've got some nails that were um, associated with some of the um, plaster. You can see just at the bottom there's a little bit of internal plaster surviving. That would have been the church would have been all plastered and white. And there's some nails that presumably associated with something that was nailed into that wall. So we found some nails. We found a bit of looks like a Victorian, might be a coffin handle or a door handle, something like that. And um, we've also got a 50p coin, which you can't see the date on from the other side. So that's probably, who knows, 60s, Hang on, let me 70s. check my pockets. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but we're keeping all that because, again, it all adds to the, you yeah. know, the, the, the story. Have <coughs> um, the painted plaster? We've painted possibly plaster? got a bit of painted plaster. I need right. to get that home and have a, right, have a proper look at it and And then do you want to say something about these? And then, these, yeah, the, then we've got... Um, these might be medieval. These might be. We've got one bit of stone here that you can see. It looks like, oh, there is a bee. You can actually see, I thought it was a D, but there's actually a bee being carved on it. Oh, yeah. nothing else. So I don't know where that's come from, what that is. And this is actually quite unusual because this is the basalt, so it's unusual to have carvings on that. So that's got a, a letter on it. This is white sandstone, and there's another piece there as well that's um no here, this piece of white sandstone. There's not much of it, and some of it's been used in the entrance. Uh Lismore Cathedral, the white sandstone, this this same white sandstone was used to as for the edging of um decorated window frames and the doors and things so you can imagine it was hard it'd be white painted white and then you had this lovely white sandstone beautifully carved um doors and window frames so my theory is that this white sandstone is probably derived from the medieval the original medieval church which we don't even know where it is here on this site possibly up on the mound but this is probably reused stone from that original medieval church so that's quite nice yeah and it ties in because this was associated with here because um, Kilbride got um, uh, named as the, the centre of the bishopric after and it was taken away from Lismore but they, the two churches may be built by the same sort of the, you know, the McDougals and um, around about the same sort of time so this stone I think probably comes from, from either from Morven or from um, Cars oh, a place I can't remember the name of it now on Mole um, there's a potential quarry on Mole so stone was actually imported it wasn't native you know it wasn't locally derived it was actually brought in by the masons to decorate the church and make you know this what would have been in the 12th 13th century an amazing site you know with this beautiful carving carved windows and doorways and things so that's really nice and then i just kept this piece aside because it's actually another sort of sandstone but it's actually 
definitely been tooled and worked to make you know edging of a door and again that may be from the earlier earlier um medieval building as opposed to this much later structure um so how many more days are you going to be here this is, this day is our two. last day last today day. yeah i think we're gonna get finished today i've just got to literally just plan the other side and then when colin's done his stuff and then all the scaffolding's down i've already been a day before, previous day and i've taken photographs um in a way in a certain way across the whole gable inside and out and um there's a computer package that stitches them all together so you get a really nice um really detailed photographic image of the facade so i'll do that again once colin's done it so we've got a pre and post work right um photograph of each gable for the you know for the records you know so it go into the archive in edinburgh um so we'll come back and do that and then we also will have to backfill the trenches as once colin's done his work oh well. it's all got to go back yeah, yeah. Well, we won't, oh. won't, colin will probably use a lot of this rubble reconstructing and consolidating the door but a lot of the soil have to go back because at the moment well certainly around the other side and here as well i mean people might fall in and also the floor's not protected at the moment um we might have a chat with historic scotland because one thing would be really nice if we could raise loads and loads of money to do it would be to consolidate this wall here that needs doing desperately and then you could actually clear out the interior and just have the original floor exposed because it's a nice stone fiber floor so again it would make a really nice you know structure to come and visit so um but that's that's a long-term plan isn't it yeah, well, to there's, there's still, as you can see here with the sycamore there's a huge great bore of an enormous sycamore tree that's been cut down but it is still alive and it's still destroying the uh you know the remains of the session house on the side so that's that's stage three of our preservation plan that, that was the urgent thing because that really was about to fall down but this is the next thing is to get the sycamore bore out and to get this restored and uh, that get that side the, the, the church sorted out and once we've done that then we might be able to try and expose the stone floor and actually have it as a really nice monument but there's still quite a lot of urgent stuff to do to stop the thing falling down long term yeah. project long term project <laughs> and a lot of money to raise but, yeah. uh, but you can see on the top I mean where you can see that the Victorian concrete on the top is all broken up now and the stone's beginning to get lost from the top and you can see like there I mean just everywhere you look really it's all a bit hairy to be honest so yes we need a rich benefactor <laughs> yes get in touch get in touch <laughs> anyone out there Cathy Goes to Historic Kilbride was written and presented by Cathy Griffiths. The contributors were Dr. Claire Ellis and Seymour Adams. The music was by Chris Bennett and the editor was Stephen Day. It was a YVEX Media production for The Open Times. <laughs>